0: The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Good morning, Hoop Ballers, and welcome to another edition of HoopBall's DFS Today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I am here with my good buddy, Mike Apatria. How are you doing tonight, Mike?
1: uh much better after we we finally got this thing up and running a little technical difficulties my computer uh it's old as dirt santino you know know that uh you come over you break my you break my stones about it all the time uh about how old it is and you know leaving tabs open and other things of that nature so you know uh after the the setback tonight it might be time to go shopping this weekend and start looking at a new one
0: yeah you don't i don't think you take care of it good at least 47 tabs open every time i try and try and look at it or use it uh, just not not good care there i think you need to get a new one i hate doing podcast with you because they always freeze and we gotta start over oh my god just i, um, I think
1: the tap the tap thing is more of no, my the tap thing OC, is true. OCD related true. true with you um you know this is the guy that i when, when we were children i used to go over to your house and your uh, your cologne and deodorant all have to be facing in a certain direction. So, uh, you know, the OCD is there at you, Santino. I think that's where the tab thing comes from.
0: Uh, the, the OCD is there, yeah, but when you close your computer, you should not leave 77 tabs open all night. This is what <laughs> happens it, it turns into crap afterwards. Uh, uh, but I digress. Now I got to, we got to, we started this thing over. Now we got to get fired up. <laughs> you got me fired up. Now I want to run through this thing quickly. Uh, got through a couple of a game or two, and then all of a sudden, it froze. So now I'm upset. But let's get through this game. Uh, we have a solid six game slate on the docket. A, a different starting time, so we're going to start all these games. The first game starts at 7:30 p.m. Eastern time instead of the usual seven. Uh, then we have two games at 8:30, and only one late one at 10. So we're all, we're going to get most of this action uh, in pretty earlier in the night, and the late Portland Clipper game at 10 at 10 p.m. Um, but before we jump in there, I want to read you something from our, our guy good guys over at MyBookie. I love these guys, and I play MyBookie pretty much daily. It's just awesome. But uh, whether you're a first-time customer or have been playing MyBookie for years, there is no shortage of value to be found in the thousands of game lines, unique prop bets, and contests that they offer every week. Sign up or get reloaded today. Find an edge, make your bet, and get paid. They also boast a fully fledged casino platform giving you access to all the classic table, slot, and card games you'd expect to find at your local spot. And the best part is at MyBookie, the doors never close, so you can continue to build your bankroll even after the stadium lights have gone out. Make the right play and sign up at MyBookie. And when you do, use promo code hoopball. That's H-O-O-P-B-A-L-L to get your deposit matched halfway, all the way up to a thousand bucks. So the terms are pretty simple. If you put in hundred, they'll give you, they'll match you with another fifty in your account. If you're already planning to bet this season, this is free betting money. It's winning season at my guys. So come and join the fun and win some cash while you're at it. And remember to use the promo code hoopball. So, Mike, I'm a little excited to get back on these slate, this slate that we were briefly talking about, um, but let's start with the, the first game on the DACA. We have the Memphis Grizzlies at the Boston Celtics. We don't have an injury report for the Boston Celtics at the moment. I'm assuming we're doing this one late at night. So I'm assuming when they wake up, go through morning shoot around and whatnot, they'll see how everybody feels because they just played on Tuesday. Uh, and But we do have a, an extensive injury list on the Grizzlies. Uh, there's no over under again or no spread uh, as, as of right now. But Jaron Jackson Jr., Ja Morant, ah, we all saw what happened. That's not good. Jonte Porter, Killian Tilly, Xavier Tillman, Justice Winslow, don't know what's happened to him, and D'Anthony Melton are all out for different reasons. Melton should be back on Friday, assuming he clears the health and safety protocols. Again, we don't have anything for Boston. Let's start with the Grizzlies, man. Without Ja here or Melton, who probably is going to, who, at 3,700, if he was playing tonight, or uh, that would be awesome for me. But without those two guys, without Jackson, where, where are you looking here?
1: Yeah, I mean, you, if, if Melton was playing, he'd be a stone-cold lock at 3700 uh, He's the guy that we anticipate to be the best and biggest beneficiary to John Morant's injury uh, once he's up to speed and, and goes through the protocols and everything. But for now, uh, the obvious guy is Tyus Jones to $200. he will come in. He'll draw that start. Uh, Tyus Jones, he's pretty good for DFS. He's pretty good for fantasy as far as being able to rack up steals, um, assists. Uh, he could score. He could chip in. He's good for, you know, 15 points, 16 points, 17 here and there. Uh, you know, 5,200 though, that price tag, you know, you're, you're pretty much paying for what you're expecting to get. And it's also a tough matchup going against Boston. He's going to see a fair share of market smart. So I, you know, I might just pass on Tyus Jones at this point, let other people take it. I expect him to be fairly high owned on a, on a six game slate. Uh, try to get my exposure elsewhere in some other games. Um, and the other guy would probably be Dylan Brooks, 6,200. He's just been chucking, you know, 19 shot attempts in the in that game where Ja got hurt, 23 the game prior. Those shot attempts should keep touching and hovering around that 20 mark, especially with Ja out. He'll continue to be the highest usage guy on the team. Uh, those are probably the two biggest guys. And then uh, Kyle Anderson, he's just been playing so well this season he'll continue to play well. He'll continue to be able to rebound, especially knowing that he's playing power forward. And then now he's going to have a little bit more ball handling responsibilities as well. I know he's, he's one of your guys Santino. So I'll, you know, I'll pass it over to you because I'm sure you want to say a couple more good things about him. Um, yeah. So for me on the, on the grizzly side, I am actually not
0: looking at Tyus Jones, uh, at all. Um, uh, I just don't think he's that good. I think he's an all right player. He's going to get you a couple assists, couple rebounds, or a couple points, but he's not going to do too much to where I want ownership against this this Celtics game. And I think every, like you mentioned, a lot of people are going to look. Ooh, no Ty or no John Morant. He's getting the start. Um, give me him. If he was more at forty four hundred or so, I would like him. But even even that eight hundred extra that I'm saying at fifty two is current price tag. I'm just not too high on him. Uh, I don't see. Uh, 30 points is probably where his ceiling kind of stands. I, I can't see him getting too, more than, too much more than that, if that. Uh, so I'm going to leave him alone. The two people I'm looking at mostly here are, uh, as you mentioned, Dylan Brooks. Just because for shot attempt or, and shot volume alone, uh, he's not been shooting. He's not the most efficient shooter in the, of the bunch, but he's going to take enough shots to where it makes sense. Uh, and he's going to be handling the ball a little bit more, passing the ball and distributing it a little bit more so. I don't mind that tag. And Kyle Anderson, you mentioned him at 6K. He's also going to play a little bit more pow- uh, point forward here. Uh, he's been rebounding the ball pretty well without without Jaron Jackson and, and Brandon Clark coming off the bench. Uh, he's going to get more responsibility. I see another 15-plus shots from him, and I, I like the way he started off the season very hot. So those are two guys that I'm looking at on this team, uh, but no no one really else. Um, I guess we can
1: mm. – uh, well, we, I'm sorry – no, I said it's that's, that's not very often me and you are on the same page. I have a feeling it's right off the rip, first team. It's going to be a smooth night.
0: Yeah, let's hope for it. Uh, and then we, we're moving on to Boston, who's playing the second night of a back-to-back. Uh, the first night of the back-to-back, they beat the Pacers by five points. So we'll see how that, that turns out and, and who comes out of the game with little nicks and crannies, uh, bumps and bruises there. Uh, one guy that we saw play uh, that was kind of – jumped up a little bit was Robert Williams, but he only played 11 minutes in that last game. Maybe he sees some more time here, uh, but that was kind of uh, not so great. And we also saw Tristan Thompson ramp up to nearly 30 minutes. He played 27 and he double doubled, Uh, but where where are you looking here? And, or is it the same, go back to the same guys that we usually go back
1: to? Yeah. So to be honest, I mean, we, we, this game, uh, it, it worries me without Ja in general. Um, the Celtics should and could just pound Memphis. Uh, you know, with that being said, obviously there's some guys that we have to take into consideration. You talked about Tristan Thompson playing big minutes. That's great and all dandy and everything to see. Uh, it is a back-to-back at the same time. He was a guy that was that they were purposely limited in coming in to this game. So they're finally, you know, kind of letting leash loose a little bit. Uh, but I don't expect them to play 30 minutes in a back-to-back. So, you know, looking at a guy like Robert Williams, you mentioned him, uh, or Daniel Tice might be a solid option. I'm not saying Tristan Thompson's necessarily going to sit, but those guys are probably all looking at like, you know, roughly 18 or 15 to 20 minutes a piece. They're going to divvy him up. Brad Stevens has been saying some pretty good things recently about Robert Williams, but I'm not willing to just, you know, let all my chips lie on what Brad Stevens says to reporters. Ah, uh, so primarily, with all that being said, I'll be looking at Tatum. I'll be looking at Brown. Both these guys, I think, are underpriced. They're in a fantastic matchup. Uh, the only thing that scares me is that Boston just pounds them into the ground.
0: Yeah, and and oh, you can never go wrong with Brown or Tatum. Really, I'm always when you look at this team, they are easily the top two dogs. No Kemba, no Hayward. We keep mentioning it, uh, but it's true. One guy I want to get your thoughts on because he did play 27 minutes last night. And he had a pretty good ten five and five game with a steal. And he, I think he's a pretty good player. If he gets this run uh, consistently, I kind of like him. But how do you feel about Peyton Pritchard
1: at thirty four hundred? Yeah, he's not a dude like it, it, I wouldn't call him like a head turner when he was like drafted or anything like that. Uh, but not somebody I expected to have like an immediate impact on the Celtics team. I mean, we've seen them even take you know small steps with guys like Romeo Langford and some of their other guys coming up through uh, you know through through the past few years that they drafted. Um, but he, the kid's talented. Uh, there's no doubt about it. He has a role. He might end up you know finding his way ahead of uh, a couple of these guards in this rotation. I mean, he's pretty much been playing outplaying Jeff Teague since Jeff Teague has been there. Jeff Teague's pretty much been going off pedigree. Um, you know, 0 for 6 uh, against Indiana and then 0 for 5 in that Brooklyn game. Uh, I didn't manage to check to see what he completely shot again tonight. Um, I'm going to assume it's not that great. If Two Pritchard for 7. Was, yeah, yeah, exactly. If Pritchard was playing well and playing that much. I'm assuming that uh, he ended up playing over him. So that's the thing. Uh, it's something to keep an eye on. If, if he keeps out playing Teague, yeah, he's definitely going to be a household name uh, soon to come that we're going to have to keep an eye on. But until then, um, these guys are going to still be chopping up those backup. Uh, point guard minutes and then you know smart is just going to handle the bulk of it yep
0: i I agree and until something changes at the guard um, you got to leave him a little bit alone i just wanted to get your thoughts on him because he's not a bad guy and i think at some point if he continues to outplay jeff teague they just let him play he's not a bad guy yeah no he's he's, he's a nice (laughs) nice guy nice guy man (laughs) Uh, but we have this second game here let's go on over to Atlanta Hawks against the Brooklyn Nets, a surprising Atlanta Hawks team. Uh, They pretty much overloaded in the entire all offseason, got all new bodies, a ton of these new bodies out there. And they're 3-0 because of it and playing very well. And then the flip side, we have the Brooklyn Nets, who are just coming off of a loss to... Uh, they lost to Charlotte with KD and and Kyrie, and then they lost again after that with without them. Uh, but they're going to be back and and ready to play in this one. There is currently uh, the the so it's, it's not too much on the injury report. We have Clint Capella is probable on this one. Uh, Danilo Gallinari is questionable. That's the big one. We still have Chris Dunn, Onyeki Okongwu, Tony Snell all out for. It seems like going to be a little bit longer. Uh, Spencer Dinwiddie is out for the year now with that ACL. Jeff Green is playing, and Nicholas Claxton is out for the Brooklyn Nets side. Uh, But let's start with the away team in the Atlanta Hawks. Um, Where where are you looking here? Oh, and I forgot to say we do have a uh, spread for this one. It's the the Nets are seven point home favorites, and the over under is a whopping, whopping 241. Uh, So who do you like in this Atlanta side? And are you looking at multiple people in this one?
1: So this is a weird scenario for me because generally I'm, I'm very high in Atlanta. Um, I don't think I'm playing anybody from Atlanta, and it's kind of weird. Uh, John Collins is one guy that stands out to me as being underpriced, but the minutes have been down. He's been playing poor so far, and obviously I expect him to snap out of that. He's a very talented young player, but, um, yeah, I don't – I just – Outside of shots on him, just hoping for that bounce back. I don't see myself, you know, really landing on anybody. If Cam Reddish, maybe if you need some value, uh, and you're down there at forty four hundred. He has guard and forward eligibility. But yeah, for for the most part, I'm not playing anybody. I mean, Trey Young's great and all, but there's just other point guard options that are cheaper that I think are just much more viable.
0: Oh, okay. I didn't expect you say nobody. Um, for me, I think this is going to be a shootout, and we see all these guys. Everybody priced 5K and, and under, kind of, except for Collins, Young, and Capella. I'm not sure. I want to see. Capella looked great in his limited minutes, but I think he's just going to, again, get limited minutes. Um, that's I can't trust that at 6K. He could still put up near, near value at that, but if he's not going to play 33 minutes, which I don't expect, uh, I, I can't look at him. Gallinari might not play. Uh, everybody else is kind of... Who key, the, the the guessing game after Collins and Trey Young. Uh but I'm looking here and I'm seeing I, I kinda like me some uh some DeAndre Hunter and, and Cam Reddish. I usually go back to Cam Reddish too. Um but it, it is a crapshoot here and, and I don't mind playing any of these guys, but just know that one of them is gonna have a very good game at least. Um, but it's it's kind of a crapshoot on which one's gonna be get the hot hand and get the extra
1: run in this. I actually, I actually take that back. The more I look at this, um, I, I, I think I would take Bogdanovich out of the group in this one. Um, I think he fits that role. I could see him having having some like really good second usage, second unit usage. Uh, if the Hawks keep this close, they're going to have to probably do that. It's going to be tough for Trey Young to compete against just you know basically doing the majority of the scoring against Kyrie and Kevin Durant in the same uh, in, in in the same stretch. So I, I like Bogdanovich. He's also just underpriced on DK. Forty eight hundred is too cheap for a guy that. The lowest score this season so far is 23.25, 29, and then 34. That's a guy that should probably be priced right around fifty four, fifty five hundred. dollars $5,500. So we're, get, we're getting a discount, um, as well as, the like you said, the shootout. I like Trey Young. I just don't want to pay that price tag. That's the thing. It's a fair price tag, but we're going to get to a guy on the other side of the ball where he's cheaper, and I think he's in just as good, if not better, spot.
0: Yeah, and let's get on to the other side of the ball. We have the the Brooklyn or Brooklyn Nets, Brooklyn, and we have Kyrie and KD playing. We have Caris LeVert and we have No Spencer Dinwiddie. Uh, he wasn't anything spectacular this year, but that's a lot of ball handling duties to go around more more responsibility to go around to uh, these three big guys and they're all fair priced here. We have KD at only 84 under 9k. We have Kyrie also under 9k. LeVert under 7. Uh, but who you like the most out of these three guys?
1: Yeah, you just you could just load up on Kyrie. You could load up on KD. Both these guys are criminally priced right now. I mean, KD, you look at it. Uh, the guy's eighty four hundred. Um, I don't think there's ever really been a time where Kevin Durant was eighty four hundred in DFS. And we're and, and I get it. You know, Achilles, all this. He's played thirty six and thirty three minutes over the last two games. I get it. He rested that last one. He should be good to go. Um, I don't mind paying that price tag, and then Kyrie Irving, same thing, eighty nine hundred. He's he's too good of a price on that. He's in the best matchup he could be, up pace game. Uh, Brooklyn is also an up tempo team, like you said. This should be a shootout. Trey Young plays little to no defense, so I expect these two guys to go buck wild. Uh, I'll probably pass on LeVert <laughs> uh, just because I'm going to play these two guys in a, in a fair share of my lineups, uh, and then you know LeVert sixty nine hundred. We we don't mind paying that when these two guys are out. I'll pass when they're in there. And that's probably it. I'm not gonna go back to the well on any of those other value plays that we were kind of uh gambling on the other night. Yeah, I'm I'm all over Kyrie and
0: KD in this one. Uh see looking at KD lately, or this the, so far, he hasn't been the big big time rebounder and uh shot blocker that he kind of he, he has been known to do. I haven't seen the seven, eight rebound type of games yet. He's still getting his feet wet. He's still getting back into the groove of things, but on the offensive side of things, looks like nothing has ever changed. Uh, this dude has as smooth a jumper as I've ever seen him. So I am definitely in on him too at 84. And I think Kyrie as as of right now has a little bit higher of ceiling until we see uh, Katie give a little bit more on, on the rebounding on, on the glass. So um, I don't mind playing both of these in the same lineup. These two guys are against Atlanta. Are in awesome spots, and you mentioned Kyrie against Trey Young. Always a great matchup when you're going against Trey Young. Even better when you have when you're one of the best scorers in the league, like Kyrie. Um, but yeah, I'm not really looking too too much at anybody else, uh, unless somebody is out, then maybe I'll, I'll think about it. But uh, as of right now, it's it's those two guys for me as well. Uh, but let's jump on to the the Milwaukee side. Uh, the next the next game, which is a rematch of last night, Milwaukee at uh, Miami Heat, there's currently no spread. I don't think we're going to get a spread for a little bit. On the injury report, we don't have anything because we'll, we'll see what happens tomorrow. I would assume Jimmy Butler is going to be, at the very least, questionable again for this one. Uh, but let's just say that this game ended last night. Before everything comes out, we'll see what <laughs> happens. A 144-97 massive whopping uh, the Milwaukee Bucks gave to the Miami Heat on the road. And again, it's a rematch. On the road, same thing. We're at Miami, uh, but this was a a, a massacre. Uh, we it was kind. Of, it was pretty much what we saw the Clippers get handed to them a couple nights ago. Uh, so going back to that, we saw Giannis didn't even do much. He scored in single digits. When is the last time you ever said that? A Nine point six board, six assists, three steals, twenty four minutes. Uh, we did have that Drew Holiday game that I was uh, pin trying to pinpoint. We had some. Dante DiVincenzo scored 17, um, Chris, Chris Middleton scored 25, 14 for Brooke Lopez, three people on the bench scored double digits, they just mollywopped these guys, uh, and nobody really outside Tyler Hero did too much for for the, the Heat. Uh, my question to you, buddy, is can you see a repeat performance, and, and obviously not to this extent, but can you see another uh, 15, 20 point win, or do you think it's going to be a much more
1: competitive game? Yeah, that's a that's probably the question everyone's I mean, the Bucks set the NBA record for the most about three pointers in a game tonight. Um, I believe it was twenty nine. Uh, so they were also not only were the heat, you know, playing terrible and hobbled, but uh, the Bucks were on fire. There were lights out. Uh, so it, it was it was, you know, both things. Uh, so I, I have Butler sits. It's going to be really hard for me to fully invest in this game or have a ton of interest in outside of ancillary pieces. Um, You know, your Giannis's and and looking at, you know, bam, those two guys I wouldn't pay up for if Butler sits. If Butler plays, I expect him to kind of be limited. We saw it in the last one where he played and he was questionable for the whole day. Uh, he played 27 minutes, I believe, in that game. So he still didn't play a full complement of minutes, sat out the following game. So this is something that's clearly bothering him. It, you know, if they didn't get blown out by 50 something, I would think that he would sit. But something tells me that Jimmy Butler seeing his team just lose by fifty uh, makes him want to play a little bit more on a back to back. So it, it's something to watch. Um, if you know Tyler Hero, Goran Dragic were the two guys that I anticipate to get the most usage, and the two guys I would normally target in, in a matchup that I think would stay close. But again, uh, it just it just worries me a little bit. And on the Milwaukee side, um, I'm probably not targeting anyone outside of you know maybe a, a Holiday at sixty four hundred just because I think that's you know criminally underpriced.
0: Yeah, and uh, same thing I said last night. Drew Holiday at six thousand four hundred is just super cheap, and I love that price tag. <clears throat> so I still love that price tag, and I like Dante Divincenzo at forty nine again. Um, he actually went down a couple hundred dollars in this one. So both those guys are still in play for me. If you wanted to go to Chris Middleton at seventy four, this is a matchup that suits him. Even in a blowout that we saw, he still put up twenty five, four and five with with. Uh, Two steals, so this is a good matchup for him, especially if Jimmy Butler doesn't play. Uh, we know Bam is going to be on Giannis, and Giannis has struggled in that matchup in the last calendar year. So those are the three guys I'm looking at on this squad. And <clears throat> obviously, if it turns into a massive blowout like this again, we can't expect we can expect people uh, lower lower tier guys doing something. But I can't imagine it's that bad, that bad again. Uh, but we'll look on the other side of the ball. Again, I, I'm not looking at Bam in this matchup. Giannis is also a very good defender. Uh, whether Jimmy Butler plays or not, I'm not going to be looking at him in this matchup. I don't think, like you mentioned, he's going to play full complement of minutes. Goran Dragic is pretty solid in this one, but they have a guy named Drew Holiday now that I mentioned last night. And when he is on the floor, he is one of the best defenders, perimeter defenders in the league, very underrated. And I think he puts a lot of time, especially if Butler doesn't play, a lot of his uh, um, his. He's a, a lot of his ball duty is going to be against Goran Drogic. So the one guy I'm looking at again in this matchup is Tyler Hero. I think he is the best matchup uh, play for here. He gets he doesn't get the best defender on the team. Uh, Devin is pretty good, but he's not Drew Holiday. So I, I, if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, Tyler Hero gets more usage. So does Drogic, but I like um, Hero slightly more knowing that Drew Holiday's probably going to stick to Drogic. Or we, they see that Hero was the best player on the court tonight for the Heat. Maybe they switch that up and then maybe my mind changes a little bit. Fair
1: enough. Fair enough. And yeah, listen, if 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 Miami is missing Butler and they keep this game close, it's gonna be because of their three point shooting. Um, they're going to need Duncan Robinson to be on. They're going to need Drogic to be on, and they're going to need Hero to be on. They're going to need all three of these guys. So if you're game scripting this as though this game is going to be competitive, not necessarily a double-digit loss or anything like that, I'm not saying it needs to be a 50-point blowout game script, but if your if you're game script is scripting to be competitive, you're going to want you know, one of those guys for sure. Um, they're going to need them heavily. There's no chance that they stay in this game without the scoring from those three guys. Even if it's a blowout, though, if, if it's a blowout, I, it favors Hero more than it does Drogic,
0: because yeah. Drogic's not going to be playing at all in a blowout. Absolutely. Hero, they just, they'll throw him out there. The guy's young. he was He's the second-year guy. Uh, he can get run. He's not going to get tired, or they don't need to savor every moment from him. Uh, but Drogic is a guy, if it turns into a blowout, same with Butler, if he plays, and and even Bam, somewhat, um, Iguodala, people like that, older people, you're not going to see them play in a blowout, uh, but will be so uh,
1: you're, you're telling me I, I won't see
0: haslam <laughs> you might not see haslam uh even even if it's a close game <laughs> but uh yeah let's get to this, this this next game and before i do that guys i want to wish everybody we're two days away happy new year's from our sponsor manscaped manscaped is the best in men's below the waist grooming offering precision engineered tools for your family jewels and is here to help you <laughs> have clean balls in the new year ring in the new year with the right tools for the job Happy 2021. Spoiler alert, hairy nuts are gross, guys. Step into the new year with the tree standing taller and shave your boys. Manscaped is here to give you a new year's resolution that you'll actually want to keep the perfect package 3.0 is the below the waist grooming package. You need to start off the strong, the year strong, Uh, come out of quarantine with clean balls. Thanks to the lawnmower 3.0, this waterproof and skin safe trimmer will reduce nicks to your two best friends. The third generation trimmer even has a light to shine a light to the promised land. 2021 looks to be. Uh, We also have the crop preserver, some body deodorant or ball deodorant some some good stuff in here so start the new year fresh with the tasties from uh, from manscaped and for 20% get 20% off and free shipping with the code hoopball20 that's h o o p 20 again that's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the promo code hoopball20 new years new balls all right let's get into this next game buddy. <laughs> Uh, we have I love I love those guys from Manscaped those things are hilarious. But <clears throat> well, let's get on to this next one. We have the Charlotte Hornets coming off a surprising big victory, going up against the Dallas Mavericks, also coming off again up uh, uh, coming off of a massive victory. Uh, but we're we're traveling to Dallas in this one, so uh, a little bit different. And the the spread on this one is eleven and a half with the over under at two twenty two. So we're going to start. Uh, we have on the Charlotte side, we have Cody Zeller as out. He's not going to be playing for a little bit. And Dallas has Josh Richardson now, questionable. He got downgraded earlier today, uh, earlier yesterday. And Chris Abs porzingis is out for this one. So let's start on Charlotte. Uh, where are you looking here? It, it, this is kind of a, a solid matchup all around for these guys. Pretty, pretty um, wing heavy
1: over here. So where, where are you looking at? There's two guys I'm looking at in Charlotte. I think they're both in fantastic spots. I think they're both very underpriced. It's uh, the obvious ones, Gordon Hayward, 7,200. Uh, this guy just continues to outperform his uh, draft price, uh, no matter where he's at right now at DK. They just can't get the algorithm right. He should be at least 8K. Um, he is Gordon Hayward of Utah at this point. You know, He's got the ball in his hands. He's looking at 20-plus points every single night. He's looking at, you know, six-plus rebounds. He'll chip in a defensive stat here and there. Um, And for that, 7,200 just feels slightly too cheap. So I do have some interest in Hayward and the other guys, P.J. Washington. Uh, Past two games, Washington, and just in general, uh, towards the end of last season and then the start of this season, has just looked phenomenal. Uh, You know, the past two, though, we're talking, you know, 39, 40 DK points in those Uh, With Cody Zeller with his hand broken being out, they're not going to just play Bismack continuously at center 35 minutes. They're sliding Washington over uh, and he's getting it. He had 12 rebounds in that last game. Uh, So he's not a guy that I mind looking at 5400. I think that's a great price tag. I expect him to draw some fair ownership at that price tag, though, too. But uh, very, very good play.
0: Yeah, and I, I like how you started with Gordon Hayward. Uh, you pretty much listened to the podcast yesterday, and you just confirmed it. Thank you, buddy, because you stole exactly what I said and exactly how I said it. And I like it that Gordon Hayward <laughs> should be in the mid-8K. Uh, until he gets there, he's extremely good value. And he looks like he's in Utah because he is the guy on this team. I know Terry Rosier is starting off hot, but he's not the guy. Uh, but, yes, I will, I will digress. I still like Gordon. Anytime Gordon Hayward is under 8K, he's in play for me because he's valued at that price tag. A price, whatever the heck I was trying to say. Uh, and, yeah, I like P.J. Washington, too, 5,400. It seems like his price tag is not moved yet, and he's been playing pretty well each time. Uh, we, the last two games, he has 39 and 40 DK points. So I would have expected it to creep to 59, maybe Closer, 57, 61 in that type of range, but it, it's not moving. It was 54 last game, 5K the, the game before that, and it's just not moving. So until they want to move that price tag, I will take that value as well. Uh, I think those are the two best plays on the on the slate and the two – I mean not on the slate, I should say, on this team and the two biggest values. Everybody else is kind of uh, – like Devontae Graham could go 2 of 10 tomorrow, 2 of 12. Thierry Rosier, I, I just don't believe in him. Uh, and everybody else here – is questionable on how much time they're going to play. Yep. Uh, let's go on to Dallas. We have the big guy, Luka Doncic, and everybody else. And there might not even be any Jay Rich. So uh, it's, where, where does that usage go? Does it all go to Luka Doncic, or are you going to give a look to Tim Hardaway Jr., who's only 5,800, and uh, some of these other guys like DFS? For in DFS,
1: no, so it's it's probably just gonna be Luca for me for the most part. I love Luca. Uh, obviously, that big that big Luca game, it's on the horizon. It's coming. That sixty DK point game. This is the matchup. It could easily happen. In. um I'm looking up and down the line at this Charlotte team. I don't understand who they have to play defense on Luca. Uh, they don't they don't really have a capable guy that could do that. So he should just be able to have his way with them. The other guy that I think steps in as a value option would be a guy like Trey Burke. Um he's gonna have to take a little bit of the usage bump if Richardson's out. Hardaway's probably still gonna be taking his same amount of shot attempts. He's he, you know, Hardaway's been doing hardaway. Uh he's still gonna shoot. In the past few games, he's averaged uh double digit shot attempts in all of them, 14, 12 and ten. So that's gonna continue. Maybe it gets one or two more. Um, but Burke is the other guy I expect. Um, you know, maybe he doesn't necessarily start, but he should find himself playing somewhere in the mid twenties minutes, and I wouldn't be shocked if he's touching double digit shot attempts. Yeah, and I, I think
0: Luca is is prime Luka in this spot. I'm looking at the other people around him. Uh, I like him a little bit more than LeBron James, who's questionable right now. Uh, Then you have Giannis who mentioned earlier don't I don't even like him the most on his team at that price Uh, So I think if you're gonna spend up it should be Luca We're looking at Damian Lillard as a a revenge game because he hates the the Clippers now Uh, But he's starting off a little bit slower than normal So I I think at some point Lucas putting up that that massive triple-double and it might be in this matchup Uh, so I'm looking at him uh, hoard especially without uh, possibly Josh Richardson and everybody else, I'm not too. I need to see a little bit more. I want to make sure Josh is out, and then maybe I'll give uh, a little more consideration to a couple people, seeing what they do with, an act- with the starting lineup in that one. Um, but for me, it's it's mainly Luca on this team, and then and then I'm, I'll figure it out tomorrow when we get a starting lineup and an injury report. All right, man. Let's go on to this this next game. We have the Los Angeles Lakers at the San Antonio Spurs, the battle of the the early 2000s. Uh, and we have a, a spread on this one. Um, the Lakers are four and a half point road favorites, and the over under is 233. Uh, so let's look at the. Uh, we have Alex Crusoe is out for this one for health and safety protocols. Anthony Davis will play. LeBron James is questionable. Derek White has been ruled out for this one. He should be back soon. And Quandre Witherspoon is out for this one as well. Uh, let's start on the Lakers. I hear you just banging away out there. Uh, <laughs> you're just getting ready to, to talk about the Lakers, I guess.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, if LeBron sits, it's shorter for me, 6,200 Um, I think a lot of people immediately go to Davis, and rightfully so. We just have so many priced-up guys that I like. And if LeBron sits, that just means I get those guys at a lower ownership, which I'm perfectly fine with. doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to jump on to Davis, although he would be a fantastic play. Um, So I'm going to be looking at Schroeder, though, either way. He's a good play. If LeBron plays, he's an even better play if he sits. Um, Another guy you can look at if LeBron James does sit uh, would probably be a guy like, you know, Taylor Horton Tucker if you need a value play um and then your boy marcus Sall has been playing well as well so 4100 if you need a dumps or dive center play um the past few games he's kind of stepped up more than the beginning of the season where he was kind of just a shell of his former self we thought he was washed uh but he can get up in any of the games that we see one of these two big guys sits he's you know has a little bit more prominent role especially if lebron james sits we can kind of see him facilitate slightly more Um, but it's mostly just gonna be Schroeder for me yeah
0: and I, I think I I like Schroeder here as well at 62. That's a pretty good price tag. If LeBron James hits, I would like some some here about seeing him at 7K and he's priced near only 200 less than a uh, guy we just talked about in Gordon Hayward. I'm just not sure what they're doing with that algorithm there, but I can't play him there if if I see Gordon Hayward at the same price tag in in a better matchup. Uh, so yeah, it depends on the availability of LeBron James, uh, but if he's out. Then a lot of those shot attempts go to Dennis Schroeder and Anthony Davis, and Anthony Davis looks like he's kind of taking it into the season, just just getting there, uh, getting himself back into shape, getting, or getting his legs under him, getting back into the flow of things after that championship run. So until I see him uh, being the Anthony Davis that we all know and love, then I think they're they're trying to incorporate these new guys and Harold and Schroeder and letting Kyle Kuzma, who just signed his contract, do his thing. Let Marcus Salt get a little bit more up to speed. Um, so for me, yeah, I think on this on this side, it's it's Schroeder if LeBron James doesn't play, and I'm I'm looking mainly at him. Um, if you played Anthony Davis, can't ever fault you because he is Anthony Davis or LeBron James if he plays. But I want to see them all gel together, and I'll probably be targeting them heavily after. Uh, towards the mid-January, that's when I think they're going to start ramping things up.
1: Yeah, and hopefully uh, Anthony Davis, he's still on the hunt for his first block this season. Three games, no blocks.
0: Yeah, so it's just something that they're going to start ramping up very soon, but not I don't think it's going to be game four into the season. Uh, but let's go on to this San Antonio Spurs side. We have nobody in the 7K range. Everybody, DeMar DeRozan, 69K, is the highest guy on the on the uh, team for them, or the highest guy on this team price-wise. So who are you looking here, and do you like the matchup?
1: Yeah, so there's one guy that I, I've been targeting, I think, since uh, the start of the season, and there's no reason to stop now, and it's DeJounte Murray, 6,100. Uh, I love targeting point guards mm-hmm. going against the Lakers. He's been... Playing right around thirty minutes every single night. No Derek White. He's been the primary facilitator uh, outside of you know Demar Derozan when he handles the ball a little bit. Uh, he's just a guy that could stuff the stat sheet. You know, he triple doubled against Toronto, uh, first game of the season, opening night. You know, a couple rebounds and one assist off of a twenty point triple double. This guy can just stuff it. He can get the steals. He's a great defender. So at sixty one hundred. Uh, push comes to shove. I think he's a better play than Schroeder. Uh, if, if LeBron sits, you know, that's a different story Then we actually have to look at it. Uh, but he's a guy that we wouldn't, you know, wouldn't shock me if he touches 35 and 40 points on a regular, uh, as long as Derek White's out, uh, Derek whites out. And I, I think this is just way too cheap. And then the Rosen at 69, uh, enough could be said, but I just think that that Murray play, um, $800 cheaper. Uh, I think a lot of people, when they see the Rosen at 69, that's going to stand off the page. Maybe Murray kind of gets pushed to the side. Um, those are the two guys I'm looking at really into Murray tonight though.
0: Yeah. I I like DeRozan a little bit more there. Um, Murray's not a bad play either, but everybody else I'm looking at the squad. It's not something that's jumping off the page to me. I, I, I really like Keldon Johnson. I like this guy, but not this matchup. Um, Lonnie Walker at 44. Sometimes you can play him. There's just not anything that is too consistent for me, but I know DeRozan and, and, Murray are going to be there. Um, if Keldon Johnson wasn't 400 less than Murray, and if he was back at what he was earlier a little bit closer to 5K, even under that, I would give him more consideration. But um, to me, DeRozan I like the most on this team, and then then Murray followed that, and everybody else. If I have to, I can look there. If I'm if I'm under, if I'm around 5K, and I have to, um, maybe I'll, I'll go Johnson. But I'm not really actively targeting any of these guys as well. <clears throat> All right, man, before we get into this last game, I need to quickly pause this show for an announcement, and it's a fun one. It's free stuff, and everybody loves free stuff. What's that stuff, you ask? It's the Bruise Letter. Oh, yes, back and fresh for the 2020 2021 NBA season. Our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy nuggets. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else, too. It's not on the website, it's not on any podcast, it's not on social media. It's only in the email newsletter, and you can sign up to get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash 2021 and sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly slash 2021 Aaron Brewski, straight to your inbox, guys. Enjoy. Uh, also, fantasy draft season is over, and you, Bruski 151, you're way to a hell of a team. But the season has just begun. The Fantasy Pass is still the best deal in the industry at just $4.99 per month. And now that we're back into the regular season, there's zero commitment. Sign up for one month for five bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel. We know you'll love it though, but it's always nice option to have. The Fantasy Pass is everything you'll need to dominate all year updated projections, news for fantasy appraisal tools, uh, schedule and streaming charts, pick up drops. All that cool stuff. And our newest and coolest feature of them all, the HoopBall Discord server, where you can all hang out with the HoopBall pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. Uh, so please do check it out. Head to hoopball dot and click on the Fantasy Pass ad just below the main media wall. And if all you want is the DFS side of that pass, for $1.99, you get everything that we offer uh, with our articles and, and everything on the Discord as well. Um, and only $1.99 a month, so... If, if that's something you're into that's awesome as well. but now let's get back to this main slate We have one last game to talk about my friend and it is the the lad the only game at 10 o'clock the one solo late game So after you played all the first five games early and you, you put all your you have nobody left in this last game you're gonna see people climbing back up this, the scoreboard uh, but we have the Portland Trailblazers against the Los Angeles Clippers. Since the Clippers played last night, we don't have a a full-on um, spread for this one. We don't know if Kawhi Leonard will play. He was very close to playing today, they said. He was questionable. So he might be playing this one since it's the second half of the back-to-back. I would put him more as um, in than out on the 50-50 scale. Uh, but on the on the injury report at the moment, unless... Uh, The Clippers wake up with some injuries in the morning. We have Gary Trent Jr. coming off his heater of a game. He is questionable uh, with a right calf strain. Then we have Nasir Little and Zach Collins just out still um, health and safety protocols and not with the team. Let's start with this Blazers team who are are on the road for this one. Can you play Lillard at 10K knowing that he hates the Clippers and and what they did to him when he missed a couple free throws last year?
1: Uh, Or are you looking at other people here?
0: And without Gary Trent Jr., possibly – Who do you think gets that that usage there?
1: Yeah, so this is the the predicament of the night. We have a ton of price-type guys to spend on. Um, There's three guys that I have as my top expensive options on this slate. It's Luka Doncic, it's Kyrie Irving, and it's Damian Lillard. Uh, I want two out of these three guys in just about every one of my lineups. Um, And it's tough to get Lillard and Doncic in there. It's easier to get Kyrie because he's much cheaper. So we're going to have to see how this pans out. I love the narrative of this one. Lillard is a guy that is a narrative-driven player. Um, When he hates somebody, he's going to go at them. He has that fire. He has that intensity. And it's not like he's been playing bad. I know you said he's off to a slow start, but he's got 30 points over the last two games. Um, So maybe it's not prime Lillard. But, you know, prime Lillard's still getting buckets, uh, 30 a game. So if he does heat up and if he chooses to pick at this one, uh, sky's the limit for Damian Lillard. So, yes, he's absolutely a fantastic play. Um, I prefer to play him. I probably won't get any CJ McCollum. Um, I'll probably just stick with that. I love Nurkic in this matchup. I don't love his minutes recently. Uh, That has me a little bit worried. And then the only other guy I'm really expecting to kind of, you know, maybe step up a little bit uh, would be a guy like Derek Jones Jr. 3,600. He's a good value play just because he's getting the minutes. Uh, Not a great point per minute guy, but anytime you're playing 36 minutes on the court, uh, you can find your way into the value. He shot one to nine in that last one. Uh, eventually the shot's going to fall for him. He's going to get a couple steals, transition dunks, all those good stuff that comes with Derrick Jones Jr. Um, and I, I pretty much can even say the same, all that same thing could be said with Robert Covington. This guy's got to break out of his slump as well. Uh, these two guys are due for bounce back games eventually, and they're both kind of underpriced.
0: Yeah, and I, I like, I always prefer Lillard. I know he's more expensive, but I just never really want to play C.J. McCollum. Um, I know he's a very good player. And I like him uh, on court, but in fantasy-wise, there's just something about him that I just never want to fully get on. And then sometimes I find myself falling into him, and I'm like, eh, I don't feel great about it. But he he has his big games. In the last two games, he's put up 50, 66 and 50 points, respectively. So he, he definitely has the upside, and he's hot right now. So I don't mind, or I won't hate on it, but... I would, I would rather look Lillard any time and pay up that extra one. Uh, and it is a game where he just doesn't like this other team. He doesn't like, there are people he doesn't like, but he especially doesn't like this team. I think he wants to just crap on, uh, put some dookie on, on Patrick Beverly, who I think stinks. I just had to get that one out there too. Uh, but yeah, I, li- I li- also like Nurkic in this matchup at 67. That's not That's a pretty solid price tag. We don't, often see this guy under 7k so that's some value he's another guy who's not playing particularly great uh, but he at under 7k there's still value very much value to be had there i like how you mentioned jones jr and covington if gary trent jr doesn't play that's extra minutes on the on the wings for these two guys so uh, that's definitely something to keep an eye on and even rodney hood should get some extra minutes in there at minimum if gary trent jr doesn't play if he does uh, takes the upside of those guys out just a little bit because he's going to get his 20 or so minutes, and if he's uh, on fire like he was last game, then he's going to keep um, he's going to stay on the floor more. But knowing that you have George and Kawhi Leonard on the opposite side, one of these guys is going to get him. Probably Kawhi is going to be on Covington, so I, I think he's a little lower on me than the other guys. Uh, but a 4700, that's just value to be had there. Uh, but let's go on to the the Clipper side here. Mentioned Kawhi Leonard was out last night, but he probably. I'm thinking he's closer to be playing this one than he isn't. So uh, knowing that, we also have Marcus Morris who didn't play. I don't know if he's going to play tomorrow. They didn't. They're not going to send that until later. But uh, he has been practicing lately. Uh, Maybe they both return. And if they both return, how do you think this shakes out for the rotation?
1: Yeah, I mean, if they both return, we see Kadard go back to the to the bench, um, and then he's pretty much useless. He's pretty much useless anyway. Even when he starts, he's very unreliable. Um, I, I just got burned by him earlier, uh, so that that's I didn't like that. You know, actually lost me our our year-long fantasy league too, Sonny. That uh that one week, not happy. Um, nonetheless, there's one person I'm really looking at this team. I already named all the high price guys. Um, uh, I don't mind Kawhi Leonard Paul George at their price tag, very similar to kind of that AD LeBron uh, thing that we said before. These guys are always in play. They're you know top 10 players in the league. You, you can't really deny their talent. It's, it can go off at any given night. Um, uh, but the main guy, if I'm looking at somebody, it's probably gonna be Zubac. Um, a little off the radar, kind of beaten path kind of thing. But at this point, you know, Baca and Zubac, they're kind of chopping up the minutes every other night. Uh, and this seems like more of a Zubac type matchup. I mean, going against a guy like Nurkic, a big body guy, a backup canner, uh, it just makes more sense. Zubac being the seven footer, being the taller guy, the bigger guy, I expect him to play right around 20 to 22 minutes. And he's a pretty solid point per minute guy. So uh, it wouldn't surprise me if we get one of those double double type games out of him. But, you know, the more I look at the price tag at 51, it feels like, you know, even if we get that <laughs> double double, it's is, is he paying that off. Uh, I might just have to pass on, on a lot of these guys. I, I, it's just I don't push comes to shove. I might just have my exposure on that Portland side of the ball if I'm looking to get some late game uh, some late game action. Hey, buddy, you said gave a whole rant, and took it all back, man. I I I, I love I like Zubak in this matchup, and I'm looking I'm looking to see that price tag, and I'm like, uh, I can I, I don't know if I can pay that though. That's tough.
0: Yeah, there's uh, I don't like too many of the price tags here, uh, and I was I was giggling because. You you sound like you have the sniffles. You sound like the guy Pigpen from the Snoopy comics. I don't know oh, if you're brutal. I
1: don't know if you remember him, uh, the dude is that that's the, always that the guy with the blanket that's walking around the dirt cloud
0: following him. No, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, he does have the dirt cloud following him. And it's called uh, <laughs> it's called the Peanuts gang, you child. The yeah, Peanuts. No, he's, he's in he's in Snoopy, Snoopy comics. Peanuts. <laughs> yeah, you sound know, like you have the sniffles, and he is in Snoopy. <laughs> I'm just letting you know, uh, but. That's how you sounded. And I kind of stopped laughing. You sounded like it. Eh. And then you did do the, the, the Zubac thing. And then you saw that and you thought about it. And, um, at 5.1 K, I think there's, there's better value there. I think we just mentioned PJ Washington was five, four. Um, let yep. me double check. Yeah. yeah I, I think that he's a lot safer there as well. Uh, a lot of these guys like Lou Williams is not too bad, but at five, two also would wouldn't want him there. Um, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard are the two top dogs on this team. And I think Paul George plays a lot better when Kawhi Leonard is there. He's playing better off of him. Kawhi's getting a lot of attention. Paul George gets to do his thing. Uh, But they are 85 and 9,300. And I think there's some solid options up there as well. I I think I usually lean down to Paul George. uh, But they're only 800 difference here. So I would lean closer to Kawhi Leonard, assuming that he's ready to go and play his full allotment of minutes. I know he just had stitches in his mouth. If that, if I get the sense that there's no restrictions on him and he's ready to go for 800 more in, the, in this environment, I, I like Kawhi Leonard a, a bit more than
1: Paul George. And the one net positive we have to think about Kawhi Leonard. If there's any player that we want to have stitches in their mouth, it's Kawhi Leonard. The guy doesn't smile. These things aren't breaking um they should be intact uh it's it's the one player i feel like (laughs) someone someone out there please tell me if you if you laughed at that tweeted at me so i can feel better about myself
0: (laughs) (laughs) yes please do and uh mike will feel really good about himself for that one that was a that was a quick hit or there i liked (laughs) it (laughs) all right buddy but i think we did it for this six game slate we went pretty pretty decently efficiently hopefully um Might have might have bricked some shots towards towards the end there, but I think we did an all right job Anything you want to say before we uh, we tell these good viewers good night
1: Yeah, so I mean you you guys uh, heard me say I want to get a lot of studs in here Um, My one my one uh, key to this slate I would say is you know, don't force it Uh, It doesn't look like we have a lot of bottom of the barrel value We talked about a few guys that we could use Uh, You know if it opens up and it's there for us grab it. Sure. Absolutely. Uh, but make sure you feel comfortable about every spot in your lineup, and um, that you know you're not you're not taking too too many chances. I feel like we have a lot of uh, underpriced good guys on this lineup, so it maybe maybe safe and fair and balanced is the way to go. Uh, but just make sure you guys tinker and, and you know don't force in uh, too many studs if you don't have it. Got a question? Just one final one here. Uh, Absolutely. Who's, who's money,
0: Mike's? favorite play of the night i just had to throw it to you i'll put you on the spot didn't even give you a heads up here and now i'm rambling to give you a couple seconds here to think about it if you didn't have it already thought of it so i will uh, give you a second more oh he got I'll give, it. okay I'll,
1: I'll give you uh i'll give you two oh uh, th- not there's... just
0: one he's giving us two money mike plays
1: and yeah, i might just point give that i don't know I'll if i like i don't
0: know if i like that nickname totally. <laughs> yeah we gotta
1: change that but, uh, i don't like that. I don't know uh, what else to tell you. I mentioned Bogdanovich earlier. He's really he's really growing on me at 4800. He's just a guy I expect to be low owned. Um, you, like I mentioned, we just don't Man, have a ton of value. <laughs> yeah, uh, we just don't have, we just don't have a ton of value on this slate, and I expect him just to chip in a solid uh, close to 30 DK points at 4800. So I do like that play. And then if I had to pick one more, um, I'd probably go Gordon Hayward uh, 7200 against Dallas. That's just fantastic. He should be looking at 40 DK points, pretty much just locked in.
0: I like it. I like it. And for me, if I had one around that Bogdanovich price tag, I think you said 49 uh, to, I'm going to go back to the, well, if Jimmy Butler doesn't play, I think Tyler hero is for 54 is just awesome. Value for me. Uh, He might get you that 25 DK points, points alone, not just DK points, actual points. Uh, So I I really like him there. If Jimmy Butler doesn't play, that's where I'm going to lean. Even if Jimmy Butler does play, I still will have my fair shares of him, uh, just, just a little bit less. Fair enough. All right, man. So thank you guys for joining us again on another edition of Hoopball DFS Today. This was your December 30th podcast, and we are almost done with the year that was 2020. I will not get started on it, but I hope 2021 is better. I honestly don't think they could get worse. (laughs) <laughs> than what uh, we, uh, you had, to, had say to say with
1: but, you don't say that uh, that's like the number one rule man you never say that <laughs> well well
0: i already did and i think every, many many of people said that but let's get out of here and uh, hope we have a good night in the dfs community uh thank you guys for joining us and you can follow me on twitter at santino Cocone, and you can follow mike on twitter at mike yeah we are very bland we we don't have any cool names for you, just our actual names with the at sign in front of it. It shouldn't be too hard to find, but you can also find us on our Discord at Santino Cocon on my Discord. And you can find Mike at Discord at Mike Apatria. So again, we're pretty bland with our names here. Uh, we Maybe we have to come up with some cool nicknames, buddy.
1: Yeah, it's not going to go well after we just had the uh, what was it, money? What did you say, money Mike or something? Money yeah. Mike. Yeah, we're not we're not going. The nicknames aren't going well. So if you guys have any, uh, shoot them at us. We we need a couple.
0: Money Mike. He throws penny at pennies at you, not dollars. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let us get out out of here before we go too crazy. Uh, thank you guys for joining us, and we will catch you again tomorrow. I believe it's y- you and Dave should be on here tomorrow, if I'm correct.
1: Absolutely, get a crush with my,
0: my man Dave. All right, good one. Uh, and we'll, I think that's a seven-game slate, so that's another solid, solid slate on our decks. Um, so good night, guys. We'll catch you again tomorrow.
1: This has been a HoopBall presentation.